You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Let's fire up a new week. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Downtown studio in the afterglow of, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to jump right on that limb Monday morning, first thing. Best game of the year for the Calgary Flames. One nothing over the Hawks. Man, if yeah. you if you're some if you're somebody who has some sort of heart condition who can't take too much excitement, if you missed that game, good for you because you could have been in danger. Good game to nap too because that game was pulse pounding. Mm-hmm. Pulse pounding. Yeah, one nothing over the Blackhawks. Who, by the way, remarkably in today's salary cap age, and I know they stink. And their franchise players got a broken jaw. 20 straight losses on the road? That's a streak. That's impressive. That is impressive in today's NHL. Their franchise player has done everything that he possibly can up until this point as well. And it's just... There's just nobody there. Is he still their leading scorer? He probably is. I'd be stunned if he wasn't. I don't know what his lead was going into yesterday, but I can find out real quick for you. Um... Or text or yeah, text he had again. an eight point lead going into yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it should be back. He might hold on to that by the time he comes back. Thirty three, thirty three points. The All Star break. Who knows? Who's second? Khrushchev. Bruce. What? Khrushchev. Khrushchev. Close enough. Mm. Khrushchev. Jason Dickinson. <laughs> twenty five oh, points. Dickinson having himself twenty five points. Fifteen bingos. That's a year. Um, thanks to the texter. Um, rolled over car on the northbound exit at to Deerfoot at Douglas Dale. Jeez. Mm. So rolled over car at the northbound exit to De- at two Deerfoot at Douglasdale. So just heads up out there. Black ice area. out there. If you're in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, one nothing Flames win. <sighs> Ooh, against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Now they're off for uh, weeks, it feels like. Nine-day break for the Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. Next game, Tuesday, February 6th in Boston. Yep. Against the Bruins. Um. No games until then. We got the NHL All-Star break rolled into that as well. Mm-hmm. So um, lots of weird stuff we can do with the Flames this week. I have an idea for a new segment, too. Oh, good. I was lying in bed last night. And uh, you know how I'm an ideas man and how these things pop into my head? Something like that. Yeah, I have a, I have an idea for a new Flames segment. Okay, when do we get to learn about that? Um, well, I think we do it Wednesday oh. with Kron. Okay. Because I want you and Kron to participate. Okay. Yeah. What if I don't want to participate? Well, I don't think you have a choice, oh. to be honest with you. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. Let me be honest with you. Mm. You don't have a choice. Okay. And it's going to be called, ready for this? What? Flames Grilling. Mm. I do like good grill. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought about this last night. Mm-hmm. Right on. Flames Grilling. That's what it's going to be called. Uh, anything GVP? else you want to share? Or GVP, just, you want to write that, that on the board? New segment idea. Flames grilling. Hmm. Thank you. He's okay. up. He's writing it on the whiteboard. Grill current members of the flames? No. Oh. Okay. You'll find out. Oh. I already have the I already have it in my head. I just don't know how to finish it. It's like they go, the hardest part about a movie, a book, is how to finish it. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think what the payoff is going oh, to be on this segment. Okay. That's what I'm still trying to work through in my head. We're the only people we're the only show, people. We're the only show that does use we're the only show that uses the whiteboard, right? I took it over. Yeah, it's just all us now. Yeah, we just, okay. we just took it. Like, it's our whiteboard. <laughs> That's pretty much what we do. We have the whiteboard here. Um, there's so much to discuss. Um, move in here? No, when, it's fine. No, what, it's fine. What's that? I said you should move it in here, but then GVP would have to come in here. Yeah, and write it. Too far of a walk. Yeah, too far of a walk. 
when you think of that save Jacob Markstrom made at the end of the game, didn't you get shades of Marc-Andre Fleury in Game 7 against the Red Wings on Lidstrom? <laughs> exact same occasion. How he, yeah. just, how he just fired across the net and made the save. Yeah, That's without, how dramatic it was. Without 25, they lose that game. He was great. Hey, let's give up four breakaways. You just got to stop. A period. Four. Yeah. <laughs> let's just give up. <laughs> let's just give up breakaway after breakaway, and you got to bail us out. They were pretty bad, hey? Oh, oh yeah. my God. Just the passes were off. Everything was going back the other way as soon as it was missed. Like, there was no support for everything that was missed. It was cripes. Yeah. My goodness. There were times in that game where I was watching it like a dog would. Like I just I was just staring at the screen <laughs> with your mouth open. Yeah, with my Panting. mouth open. What's and there was like pictures and colors <laughs> going on, but I wasn't it wasn't really going into my brain. That's that's how I was yeah. watching that game on Saturday night. At points it felt like punishment. Like, you know what it is too? Like I watch the game and usually like I'm dialed in on well, I write notes, but on weekends I don't write notes for the games because it's like we're just kind of recapping it. We're not really breaking Dissecting. down every, yeah, every single play and whatever. That's a very hard game to remember what happened. I remember Markstrom was great, and I'm yep. trying to think of, like, no Hanovan played, like, 45 minutes, which is fine because now they got nine days off, so it's whatever, and I get that. Uh, Klapka didn't play anything after taking that penalty, so he got stapled to the bench. Oh, fourth line, a good lesson for fourth line was not good. No, not good. It's, it's an issue, but that's something we have nine days to discuss uh, coming up for the Calgary Flames. Thank goodness. But it was just one of the most forgettable games of the season, and you barely beat a team. That's B-A-D, bad. They are bad. And again, there's something about the Blackhawks and the Flames. I don't know what it is, but you needed your goaltender to be spectacular to beat a team that's now lost 20 straight on the road. Colin Blackwell really only had one chance, so they did pretty good limiting their stud, (laughs) limiting their superstar over there. Yeah, I was surprised. Really threw a blanket on him. Yeah. But yeah, overall, just not great. Um, Markstrom was... Outstanding throughout the start. Boris Kachuk had a whole bunch of chances early on. Yep. And like you mentioned, the breakaways were just terrible. There was a slight shuffle to the pairs. I wonder if that was maybe an impact. But like Brian Huska said at the end, you, you're on the precipice of a long break that I think all the players across the NHL very much look forward to. And, uh, Maybe some mental fatigue setting in after a six-game homestand, a pretty full January, and uh, especially when you're losing, those things tend to wear on you a little bit more. So uh, a good time for a break for this club, to (laughs) say the least. I knew that was... Oh, I I got you, George. I I got you. I love it, because I was about to say... Good time for a break, baby. Great time. Hey, hey, lost four in a row on the homestand. Hey, great time for a break. Great time to go on the road. (laughs) Got to get out on the road. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Got to do that bonding. Got to get on the road. No, not bonding. Just got to get on the road. Just need to switch. Just need to switch things up. Got to go to Mex. Got to go to Cabo here for a few days. Yeah, listen. Cancun. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, that was just... That was a tough pill to swallow. But hey, a lot better than losing to the Blackhawks heading Mm -hmm. into the break. Mm -hmm. And when you actually look at it, what are they still just four points out of a playoff spot? It's five now. The Blues have won five in a row and gotten a little bit of a, a cushion there now, but you know, whatever. They'll be around in the race. Said it last week. Probably gonna pick between ten and twenty. We'll see what happens. Okay. Jacob Markstrom is the biggest thing stopping this team from a full on rebuild. No, it's true. But they trade can... him, that'd be a lottery. Team. No, but also but also like I think he can potentially drag them into the playoffs. Still. Yeah, I don't think Yeah, so. well, he could. I just I think 
I think they don't have the horses up top to can score to get them in there. Like, the thing is, when they're rolling their lines and they're playing well and they're winning races, this is a team that plays very well. Yep. But then they went through four or five games where they didn't have their legs. You know, a lot of guys who had been red hot for a long amount of time, the streak has, has ended. Yep. You know, back to kind of regress to the mean At for a lot point, of guys. At some you're going to have to win more than four games in a row. Well, to- uh- to, sure. To get it. And, and also, when Blake Coleman isn't scoring for you. And he's. But I'm saying, yeah. it's uh, with all due respect, Blake Coleman, if you're the Calgary Flames, can't be your number one scorer. He just can't be. No. No. And again, and it's not a slight against him. It's not. This is the Toffoli conversation from yes, last right. year. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, if Tyler Toffoli is your leading goal scorer, that's great. But not if you're a real contender. Hmm. He's a great secondary piece. Blake Coleman's a guy that he's done it. He's won Stanley Cups. He's been a key member of championship teams because he's in his perfect role. If Blake Coleman's your leading scorer, that's a problem on a team that has Jonathan Huberto, Nazem Kadri, Elias Lindholm. Like the list to go, what well, doesn't really go on and on. But he shouldn't have more points than any of those guys. But again, you have to credit the captain of this team because him and Coleman together have been their best lineup throughout the entire season. 22, 22, and 5, Blake Coleman and Michael Backlund have been the best line in whoever they throw them this entire season so far, which isn't a surprise. No, they've been dynamite all year long. Um, Last I thought year. they were the only line that was actually going for the Flames yep. really consistently uh, in that game against the Blackhawks. Them, you know, like you mentioned, I thought Noah Hannafin played a really strong game with Chris Tanev and Jacob Markstrom was good. And apart from that, you know, good luck trying to. Find some of these guys. You know, the Cadre line has taken a couple of steps back, big steps back over the last couple of games. Um, they obviously switched some things up with Huberto and Sharon Govich and, or pardon me, Coronado getting a little bit of a swap there. I didn't think that turned out exceptionally well for the team. So they moved some things around, swapped th- some things up, tried to get something going. And I don't know, is the last game into the break really the place to do that? Nah, we'll see. See what they look like coming out of the break. But. Yeah. Coronado to me watching him, he just needs a little more of that seasoning on top. Because just watching him, his battle, his skating, mm-hmm. it's just you can see the potential, and he shows flashes of it. Especially in the offensive zone. Yeah. They're just, he needs a little more time down in the A. Get Find that you... confidence up. And I, and I know eventually, like just like Dustin Wolf, how much more can you play in the A if you're dominating? Mm. And you've watched a ton of Wranglers. And as you said, he scores at will down in the American Hockey League. Yeah, but that's not what he was down in the American Hockey no. League to work on. Right. And you could, it, it's glaring at the NHL level that you see that the raw ability is there for Matt Coronado. He just needs that seasoning, especially with his, with his, with his strength. That's what I think His the biggest thing is, is, yeah. is the strength. Like, yeah. he, it's, it's a man's league. Like, one of the things that I think I've, that's been maybe a little bit jarring to me, starting to cover more and more Wranglers hockey this year, is the size of the guys in the NHL compared to the AHL. Like, they are just bigger in yep. the NHL. Everybody is bigger. And we've seen a lot of guys kind of struggle with that size. You know, Adam Klapka has, you know, obviously not been as effective at the NHL level because he's not nearly as big as he, he looks out there in the AHL. Every guy, everybody's a little bit closer to him. And the speed, he doesn't outrun a lot of guys at the NHL level. And then with Matt Coronado, like the, the thing for me is along the wall, 
Sometimes he struggles. He can get eliminated pretty easily, and, yep. and they're taking the puck from him. Pretty simple in that sense. Um, but I like him on the rush, and, and I think that he's kind of, you know, he, he needs a little bit of time to maybe get chemistry with guys before the offense will really start clicking with him. But then again, you know, I, I, I also don't have a problem with him spending a little bit more time in the AHL, hitting the gym like a madman in the offseason yep. and seeing what he can come back and do in the next year. Yeah, th- those are still very young. Yeah, those are things that uh, you can work on. Mm-hmm. In that uh, he has the the God given talent, he has that incredible shot and incredible release, mm-hmm. and that when eventually those parts of his game come around, he could be a very very valuable member of this Calgary Flames team. Pospisil get taken off IR, that's a good sign. So hopefully after this break, we potentially see him in the lineup. We maybe see Jacob Pelche in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So there are some reinforcements coming, especially to this fourth line. So. And and obviously Nazem Kadri's missed Pospisil on his line lately. Here, there's definitely that. I we need you back on this line with Connor Zary because I think they miss him a lot on that line. And it's funny how that guy is that important to that line because he they just haven't looked the same since he's been hurt. Yeah, which I don't know. It's pretty disappointing what we've seen from '91 over the last couple of games. As soon as you lose a guy who will, I think a lot of fans expected to play in the AHL this year, right? Again, if the that's whole... the missing piece for you, a veteran who's won the Stanley Cup, yeah, mm. it's back to the Blake Lame. Coleman conversation. It's like I'm really happy for Blake Coleman; he leads the team in scoring. But Blake Coleman shouldn't be leading the scoring, and Nazem Kadri shouldn't need Bosvisil to be an effective player on the ice. Yeah, exactly. He should make the guys around him effective. He All... should drag players into the fight with him. And... It's just a ton of Larry David memes mm. for the Calgary Flames. Like, eh, ah, ah, ten to ah. twenty, baby. See what happens in the offseason. Move um, everybody out. We got more on this. Uh, Flames went over the Blackhawks one nothing on Saturday night. Um, Brent Cron, the solution snake, mm-hmm. um, the Cobra, Big Show Flames analyst, is going to join us at the top of the next hour for the full hour. So we'll talk to the Cobra coming up. He's going to slither his way into the studio. Uh, Charles Davis, NFL on CBS at 8 o'clock, breakdown championship Sunday, and look ahead to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. If you didn't know, it's the Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers. Whoa, spoiler. Who, who will meet I got the for game the whole taped. shebang. Um, when do you want me to talk about the Lions game? You want to do it in a couple minutes in the morning report? I have a lot to say. <laughs> and I feel like it's going to be passionate. We got all of 8 o'clock as well. Well, Charles is going to actually you know, probably calm me down. We'll have, we'll have an intelligent conversation with mm. Charles. But I just, I have a lot to say about that. And I'm not looking forward to this. No? Because I know you're going to be way over the top. Well, that's my my jam, though. Mm. I'm passionate about what happened yesterday. I'm not even a Lions fan. I know you're not. Yeah, I just, you know what I'm on the side of? Mm. Things that make sense. Mm. Common sense. You know what I'm going to be on Sunday, February 11th? You know that picture of Rob Lowe wearing the the black NFL NFL hat? hat? That's me. (laughs) Mr. Neutral? Just a good game. Yeah, you're... (laughs) Give me a good game. That was the best shot ever. Yeah. Where he's just sitting there with an NFL yeah. hat. I support the shield. Yeah. That's my thing. Support I support the shield. The shield. Yep. Big Rob Lowe guy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of time for him. Dean Youngblood. Hmm. Damn right. Sure. You still haven't seen Youngblood, right? No. Oh, my God. Yeah, Youngblood's great. See? GVP's even seen it. It's an amazing movie. Yeah. They don't make hockey movies like they used to. No. I'm sure. Mm. <laughs> Kicks the pocket center ice for the penalty shot. Oh, that was I used great. to do that as a kid. Yeah. How, yeah. It's amazing. It's Kick it up to your stick. Up. Yeah. How awesome is so it when, when he was playing the Toronto team in that goalie's mask? 
Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> like in the tryout, he just he wasn't wearing a jersey. He was just wearing a penny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no shirt. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's awesome. Remember. What a vibe. Yeah. Just all elbow and shoulder pads showing. Oh, you got to see it. Ugh. Great. Everybody says, "Oh, Slapshot's the greatest hockey movie of all time." I enjoyed Youngblood more than Slapshot. Slapshot. You guys ever see Mystery Alaska? Of course, that's a I've great movie. Mystery as well. Alaska. That's an underrated hockey movie. Because Gary would fly an NHL team to a pond in Alaska to play. <laughs> Damn right, outdoor classic. Not Let's bad. go winter classic. You know, Russell Crowe <laughs> actually learned to skate for that movie. Hmm. That makes sense. And then, like, yeah. I watched a new True Detective in Alaska yesterday. Ooh, it's scary. Yeah, it's not for me. It's scary. It, the end of last night's episode freaked me out, man. <laughs> so I got. Oh, I didn't like it. I got down that. His little fingers. Oh, little fingers. Whoa. I got down the rabbit hole of watching uh, Griselda on Whoa. Netflix. The new Griselda. Soviet. Yeah, it's called Griselda. The hell's Griselda? It's uh, it's the story about Griselda Blanco, who was this huge uh, Colombian drug lord in Miami. Oh yeah, it's pay- and played Sophia by Vigera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, I crushed the whole thing. Six episodes. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. I recommend. Right on. Yeah, and you actually see the actual picture of her in real life. Griselda Blanco looks nothing like Sofia Vergara. <laughs> no. Which a lot of people don't, to be honest with you. No. But. Uh, it's good. I suggest it. Okay. Highly recommend. I I got, right. I got movie night on Wednesday. Okay. I don't know what the theme's going to be this week. Mm. Um, we got lots to discuss know. today. Um, we got lots to do. Brent Cron coming in studio. And um, we'll talk to Charles Davis. Um, our locks of the week. I just saw the thing you did on the lineup here. Mm. The Simpson <laughs> locks of the week. It's oh, very well. Pretty Look at that. Look how good that is. I just take a couple. It's very good. Uh, You're just using up all the color ink at the Rogers oh, yeah. portrait. <laughs> no, yeah. You love your color wow. ink. I love it. I love it. You do such a great job with the lineup. That is that is so the, good. Wow. Look, look at how it. thick it is too. Yeah. Is you do lock. such good work. I love this. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Humongous lock. That's a pretty big lock. Yeah. And I like how other shows now have stolen your template, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. <laughs> four and two on my picks this week. You oh, love yeah. to see it. We all went four and two. Oh, yeah. Love the Detroit Motor City Lions. Okay, let's get to the Rose Report. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll do the Rose Report. We'll talk to Kron at 7 o'clock. I got lots to talk about the AFC Championship weekend and uh, a low-event game, but the Calgary Flames at least won it. Won nothing against the Blackhawks heading into this nine-day break. Lots to discuss it's the big show. It's George. It's Matt. It's Patrick. It's GVP. It's Sportsnet 960, the fan. Oh, hi there. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the top of the hour, the solution snake. Big show flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, will join us in studio to break down that. Bang! I'm doing the finger guns right now. The one nothing Flames win over the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday night. Now they're off for like nine days. Tuesday the 6th at the Boston Bruins. What is who's their got next the game. coolest vacation? Like not just a tomorrow, oh, I'm just going to go to a beach, which is fine. Nothing wrong right. with that. But if somebody's actually going to like, I want to go somewhere really interesting during this time. Like Mount Everest or something? You Abu want... Dhabi? Yeah, I don't know. Like somewhere in Europe. Singapore? Greece. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah, but you... I don't. I don't think they have that much of a Amsterdam. They're just how many days they have off? Well, it depends. Brendan Gallagher gets essentially the amount of time that I was in Italy off. So yeah, (laughs) okay. I think everybody's at least get a full Euro trip in, man. Yeah. Um. All right. We got lots to do. (laughs) I think Um, his next game is February fifteenth. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Good lord. He's not hurt. 
<laughs> All right, uh, let's get to the no. Rose Report. It's brought to you by Motorworks. Chicken Fiona wing, BMW. Chicken wing. Choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose. And- oh, yo, friends. What's up? Welcome to a brand spanking new week. The Flames concluded their pre-All-Star skit at home to the Hawks. Yucko. Championship Sunday done. We're on to the Super Bowl number 58. It's only 13 days away. Huzzah. We also check in on the wraps with our boy GVP. Mm. A little bit of Jolf with a little bit of a French accent to it. Mm -hmm. Aussie Open is finally over, George. Thank God. (laughs) Nothing? It wouldn't wouldn't hurt you to try new things. Hey, I try. (laughs) I try. Just not a thing. Crack hey, why don't you sit down at the buffet of life, Rose, hey. and try some new things? Hey, listen, I tried it. Right? I said, you know what? Hey, maybe, maybe you not. Maybe not. Do you know what my, my favorite part about tennis is driving you nuts about my knowledge hey, about tennis. Hey, you, you, maybe not just order the pasta with butter. Hey, maybe try some, <laughs> you know, some sauce. Hey, maybe mix it in a little bit once in a while. All right. <laughs> pasta, just butter. Maybe a bit of salt. <laughs> not too much. Hitman also concluded an outstanding January. Pelts and Rundog made the Wranglers debuts, and we got some stamp signings. We got a lot of stuff. Damn straight. Let's get after it. Start with the Flames and the Blackhawks. Walker Dewar on the fourth line with Klapka and Schwint, although they were not good and did not play very much. Mix up to the pairs as well. Hannafin Tanev, Gilbert Anderson, Uyghur, Shillington. Those are your three tandems. Markstrom between the pipes. (laughs) Thank goodness. Pass gets broken up, and now we've got a break. Here comes Boris Kachuk in. Kachuk to the backhand. Stopped by Markstrom, who stretches out and with every inch he has, keeps the puck out. That has a chopped off a stick by Reichel, who's going to bring it in. Reichel splits the D. Reichel to the backhand stop, and then Markstrom robs Donato. What a save. A Husker talked about it after the game. He was like, yeah, mental fatigue. Like, we were losing guys literally as they skated right by us. And that was what happened multiple times in the first period is they gave up a whole bunch of breakaways. But Markstrom stopped them all 0-0 after 20. Yeah. Um, they, they have trouble with, with that rush because the Blues kind of did it to them. I don't know how much the Blue Jackets had. The Blue Jackets were moving a lot of guys into their own zone. Like, there was a lot of three-on-two, four-on-three in the Blue Jackets. Flames have been getting outnumbered in their own end a lot lately. Well, it doesn't help when you turn the puck over yeah. a lot, too. That it makes helps, them very you know, lackadaisical plays. And you're very sloppy with the puck. That usually is not a recipe for success in the National Hockey League. Whoa, hot take on a Monday. Bam. Flames early power play in the second, but the best chance was a breakaway the other way. Markstrom faced several throughout the second period, but the Flames would get another power play later. This time, they would cash in. Now up top to Hannafin. 18 seconds left of the power play. Hannafin to Kadri to Linton to Sharon Govich, and they score! Elias Lindholm gets the monkey off his back and slaps the puck into the Blackhawks net. The Flames score a power play goal and take a one to nothing lead. Yeah, despite Huberto and Sharon Govich like putting some juice into that line and we were like praising them, yeah. Lindholm hadn't scored in 15 games. You know what? You think you think he's like, man, I really got to start scoring here. You think he's regretting turning down that alleged nine million dollar a year deal? Uh, I don't know. Because who's paying him not? Honestly, you think he's getting not how tight teams are to the cap? And I know it's going up. Uh You think he's getting $9 million this offseason as a UFA? I don't know. Depends on what his playoff run looks like. 
That's fair. But if he looks like the player that played with Johnny and, and Matthew, then all of a sudden teams are going to be like, hey, yeah, he can play, and we got a couple of wingers here who need sure. a guy. Like, if you're Boston, and they're like, hey, we love you, Charlie Coyle and, and Pavel, Pavel Zaka, but what if you guys were our 2-3? And yeah. all of a sudden you you really like your center three deep, right? So I don't know. I, I could see a team shelling out for him. As much as he has not been very good this year by his standards, he does something that there are very few players in the NHL that no, do. No, I, I get it. He's very, he's, what he does. At does, 9 million bucks, that's, like, 11 is what superstars make nowadays. Right. I just, I, I think he's costing himself some money. Just oh, with this without a of, doubt. With without this, a doubt. But that, that, that's just kind of what I'm at. Do you think, you think he regrets not signing it, Patrick? <laughs> I don't know, because a... the thing for me is, I don't know if he wants to be here. So I don't think he regrets it because I don't. It doesn't feel like he wants to be here. It might have been a guy like, yeah. Regardless of the season, I don't. Just, I don't want to sign an extension. Okay, that Maybe feels like good. part of the reason he's also playing bad. If I want my opinion, okay, doesn't seem very thrilled to be here. Anyways, first goal since December twenty first. First goal in fifteen games. The Flames led to one nothing after forty minutes of play. Into the third, the Flames were better. But they didn't produce much more offense, and they didn't really give up 12 breakaways. Markstrom stopped all the shots he faced. Best player on the ice, 32 of 32, one nothing, the victory. Um, I thought there was six, seven guys that came to play. That's not enough on a normal night, but um, our goaltender, thankfully, was one of them, and I thought he was amazing tonight. Who are the six? One more time. I thought there was six, seven guys that came to play. That's not enough on a normal night, but um, our goaltender, thankfully, was one of them, and I thought he was amazing tonight. Hannafin? Mm-hmm. Oh, Backlund and Coleman in Manjapani. Mm-hmm. Tanov? Yeah. Markstrom. By the way, Markstrom? Oh, yeah, he said included, and then who's the other guy? Well, he still gets included in the six or yeah. seven there. Who are we missing? The seventh, but he said six or seven, so I don't. I don't know who came to his mind at the last second. I think that's pretty good. Where he was like, you know what? Who else? Are you? But by the way, Tanev on After Hours with mm-hmm. Scott Oak and the franchise, mm. fantastic. Yeah, Great. yeah. I love his like super dry, mm-hmm. like he's very deadpan. Dry. Like he's he's got a lot more personality than he kind of leads on, which I think is hilarious. I just love that dry sense of humor he has. And his, looking at his chiclets are very interesting the whole time. one nothing final. Flames into the break now. A.J. Greer out eight weeks. Ah! Ah! Fractured foot. Yeah, no kidding. It's better than an Achilles. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. It, that again. was my worry. Like, he reached for that ankle as soon as the incident happened, and yeah. I was like, oh, God. You don't really see it because they wear the socks and the shin pads, but yeah, fractured foot, eight weeks. I think I think that's a, a break is probably better than a high ankle sprain or something, a really severe high ankle sprain. I just know that from my NFL knowledge. But yeah, breaks always better. Yeah, at least that can just heal, and I think that's actually good news from what it looked like. Mm. And it, he'll be back this season. Hopefully, it was just like a bone in the foot because there's so many little bones in the feet. I don't know if you knew that. Good thing it wasn't the evil Liz Frank. No, when she comes along, you're done. Oh my goodness, nighty night, Frank. That that is that is such bad words. If you're a fantasy football owner, the Liz Frank injury, that's it. You're done. But then we didn't see any this fractured foot. Who knows? Yeah. Pospisil was activated as well. Should be ready for when they get back. Matt Coronado, Adam Klapke, Cole Schwinn all sent down to the Wranglers while the break is on. 
Coronado may also get to play in the AHL All-Star Game, which happens to be the day the Flames return to action in Boston. That'll be in San Jose. Next game going to be February 6th when the Flames visit the Bruins. <laughs> Love that. They'll also visit the Islanders, Rangers, and Devils before returning home in mid-February. Mm. Technically, the Flames and all but nine teams are on their bye week. The Ducks, Blue Jackets, Red Wings, Kings, Predators, Senators, Sharks, Kraken, and Blues will continue to play some for a few days, others for the rest of the week, and then they'll get some more days off after the All-Star festivities. As a result, just a few games each night this week. Tonight, just the Senators and Predators. That'll go from Ottawa, and that'll be at 5 o'clock on Sportsnet West. Two games yesterday amidst Championship Sunday. Before the football began, it was the Kings and the Blues. L.A. trying to break a four-game losing streak. They led one, one, uh, they led one nothing. They led two one, but the Blues tied it both times. Cairo got his 14th in his 300th game that gave the Blues a lead, but then Deneau scored his 10th that tied it up. This game went to overtime. Pavel Butchnevich launches a pass to Shin. Shin a partial break. Shoots. Score. The captain. The Yep, they sure are. Five straight wins for the St. Louis Blues. Chris Kerber on Blues Radio with the call there. They've won four straight games by a 4-3 score, and they've won three straight games in overtime, which you hear that and you're like, oh, well, hmm. There's been some good and some bad to that winning streak for sure. Nevertheless, they're in the playoff spot right now. Also, the Kings play the Predators Wednesday before their break. Starts That's their 3-8-6 and six since the holiday break. That's not good. Big changes coming their way. Hmm. I don't know. They got to do something, um, right? I don't know. How much Pierre-Luc Dubois regret do they have? All of it, and they should. But also, should they? Like, didn't we all see this coming? Didn't not, we all know this was going to happen? Yeah. What did I say? Please don't go to Montreal. Yeah. This guy's been lazy everywhere he's gone. Every Why are dressed, we surprised that he's doing it in Tinseltown? Is there a be- is every there, room's kicked him out. Is there is there been a better shift that shift he took in Columbus where he just literally just I don't know. Watching him makes me feel around. sick to my stomach, so I try not to. He's the bad. worst. Not a fan. Oof. Anyways, after the football is cracking host in the Blue Jackets. Um, maybe something you can ask David Pinota at about at 930, sure. but the Blue Jackets sent David Juracek down again. He was the sixth overall pick in 2022. Uh, he had a story with Aaron Portsline of the Athletic. Yep. Very unhappy with how things are going. You got to wonder mm-hmm. if there's a split coming there. I got to say, for a team that doesn't have a lot of... doesn't want to be there. For a team that doesn't have a lot of defensive depth, (laughs) and a guy who's played well with Lindholm, and a team that doesn't have many centermen. Hey. I don't know. Just saying. But isn't that a team that we talked about that potentially could be? Doesn't that feel like a he'll sign there in the summer kind of thing? What do you mean? Like, rather than trade him there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Why would the Jackets, like, trade for him when they could sign for him? Well, if you need to trade Juracek because he's got to go out anyways, Mm. and you have a chance to get a guy that you know has worked well with Gaudreau and probably would play pretty good in a quiet market. I don't know. Just something to think about. Something that happened in Columbus before the game. Hey, Jordan Everly did something that no Kraken has ever done. We've got two minutes to play in the period. McCann, left circle, shooting, turn aside. Everly on the rebound. Kraken scores! Jordan Everly's got two. And the Kraken on top. 3 nothing. 2-0-2 left in the first. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eberle is the second player to score 50 with the franchise behind Jared McCann. It's the third multi-goal period. That's the most by any Kraken. And he's the first Kraken to have two power play goals in one game. Wow. Damn right. What a storied franchise. What is history, hey? Yeah. Let's Unbelievable. Go. From failing hands, we hand the torch. <laughs> hey, man, did they get in? Two years of playoffs in their first three years? That's pretty damn good. With history like this, how could they not? Brandon Tan have scored into an empty net. 4-2 the final score there. Some other news and notes from around the league. Brendan Gallagher was suspended five games for his check to the head of Adam Pellick back on Thursday. Yeah, eligible to return on February the 14th against the Rangers. Oh, Valentine's Day. That's Truba was suspended two games for elbowing Knights forward Pavel Dorofiev Friday night. He can return Wednesday, February 7th at home against the Lightning. And Tyler Myers was fined five grand for elbowing Sean Corrales Saturday night. The most night. hilarious thing ever. Like, he, like The review on that play, did you see what happened? It was chaos. Like Ian Cole takes out Justin Danforth and and makes him bleed. They review the play. The original five goes to Ian Cole, but they review it, and then they end up kicking Tyler Myers out instead for what he did. Yeah, I, I didn't know they could do that. The, the NHL wanted yeah, to get the well, call Yeah, you can right. review majors yeah. and, and yeah, but, but they take another a, guy out. Yeah, I don't mind getting that. That just felt a little fishy. Mm. Five grand. Oh, maximum. Lost his sonic rings. Okay. Rangers Heedle done for the season, suffered a head injury in practice versus the Hurricanes three months ago, had his second day back at practice, an awkward fall in a battle drill, and a setback to a head injury. You don't like to hear that. Patrick Liney left the Blue Jackets to receive care from the NHL-NHLPA player assistance program. And uh, Alex Formanton is the first to turn himself into London police. That press conference, once again, scheduled for February the 1st, 5th, pardon me. Until then, the police, the NHL, the NHLPA, and Hockey Co- Canada refused right. to comment. So, not a whole lot that even we could say, really, up until then. And, and I guess more guys turn themselves in, but who knows. Conference championships in the NFL. Start with the Chiefs and Ravens from Baltimore. You know, look, I'm a Swifty to the core. Yep. An absolute Swifty to the core. Mm. Pat Mahomes and his group playing in their sixth straight AFC championship game, trying to win it for the fourth time against Lamar Jackson and the rest of that vaunted Ravens group. Maybe you want to put someone on Travis Kelsey. Mahomes to throw against a four-man rush. Fires it near side to Kelsey. Comes back to the ball and holds it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes absolutely took duct tape and just wrapped the ball around the waist of Travis Kelsey for a 19-yard touchdown. Just had that ready, hey? Yep. The duct tape call? The duct tape around his mouth. (laughs) Mitch Holtz. Wait, hold on. What? The safe word's banana. Again, Travis Kelsey. But I thought he had duct tape. He was incredible. You're right. Uh, uh, He was incredible yesterday. The the big disappointment was Baltimore's defense uh, didn't show that grit, that grime. Whoa, you're getting way ahead of it. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, Zay Flowers had a 30-yard touchdown after. I don't have the highlight of that, but, you know, very nice. We'll talk about Zay Flowers a little bit later on. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs converted on four separate third downs on their next drive. A nine-and-a-half-minute drive. This is what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. This is where this Ravens defense is not supposed to allow things like this. No. Nine-and-a-half-minute drive, four third downs converted. It ends in an Isaiah Pacheco two-yard slam to give KC a 14-7 lead. Then Lamar fumbled, but the Chiefs turned it over on downs. 
yada, yada, yada. In the end, Chiefs get a 52-yard field going at the half. This one's 17-7. Ravens in the second half. Huge play to Zay Flowers. Broke the game out of the muck. 51-yard grab, but flagged for taunting after. Still, the Ravens go back to him, grab the the football, run him for the end zone, fumbles. Fumbles on the one. Yeah, that was the score. Chiefs recover, march the field. No, they don't march the field. They ended up punting after. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, points taken off the board. That was an incredible play by Legereus Sneed to knock the ball out. Mm-hmm. But why the hell is Zay Flowers trying to stretch into the end zone to score the touchdown? If he just holds onto the ball and dives into the Young end zone, player. He's, he's just, you're probably going to get in anyway. Or who cares? You got Isaiah Pacheco. Go down on the one. It's a team game. Yeah, you mean Gus Edwards or Lamar oh, Jackson. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You have the Ravens run game. Yes. My point still stands. Right. Are you are you playing the interception? Uh do I have the interception? No, I don't have the interception. No, I didn't have the Go through the rest of the game, but we'll, we'll talk more about it. So then uh the Ravens next drive to look good against again after the defense got a stop for them. They march down to the KC twenty five, but Lamar throws into triple coverage <laughs> and it gets picked off by one of the Chiefs. Who happened to be hanging out in the end zone? Yeah, back-to-back turnovers on drives where the Ravens looked not only dangerous but like that they could score and probably win this game, mm-hmm. and both of them ended turnovers. After that, uh, what do we have? Field play. Well, yeah, there was a field goal for the Ravens, so that made it seventeen to ten, and then this. Mahomes will throw it. In the pocket, he's launching one long. Marquez Valdez scantling catches the ball at the Raven 30 on his backside. Shades of the catch he had against Cincinnati in the end zone last year in the AFC Championship game. This sicko, just terrible for a lot of the years, but all of a sudden, yep. when you need him, mm-hmm. for third and long, need a first down to end the game, why not air it out 30 yards to Marquez Valdez Scantoline? Yeah. They would win it 17 to 10. Ravens purple was in the logo. The logo conspiracy can die. They had they had meltdown on the defense where they could have got off the field but took too many personal fouls like Javion Clowney hitting Patrick Mahomes late. Like they're going to throw the flag every time. I know there was a whole thing Sean Smith, the referee, yep. he he throws the most flags against the against the home team in the entire NFL. Right. He was the official yesterday, but Ravens, none of those penalties were questionable at all. The Ravens shot themselves in the foot constantly. They deserve to lose that game uh, again. Patrick Mahomes is the John Wick of the AFC. Don't, He's the Baba Yaga. Don't disrespect. He's the boogeyman. Because what is he the boogeyman to? What did we say about Josh Allen? You gotta beat. You gotta beat Patrick Mahomes. You gotta get over the hump. Josh Allen and the Bills had a chance to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs at home. They didn't do it. And what does Lamar do yesterday? He throws into triple coverage. Was that P.I.? Maybe. Maybe was. But you're still throwing into triple coverage, and he didn't. And he missed some throws, and he was a little sloppy. And what happened to this vaunted Ravens defense who can't get off the field against Mahomes and the Chiefs who just pound the football down They were good throats? in the second half. Sure. But it was already too late. But then they got stupid in the second half when they could have got off the field so many times. It was Mm. penalty, penalty, and the Chiefs just killed the clock. But you know what? I thought it was really smart when they took the, uh, after they got the late in the game where they took the uh, the five-yard too many men on the field penalty, and then they took the 15-yard unnecessary roughness, which is fine. That was a very smart play by Harbaugh to reset it to get to first down so the Chiefs wouldn't be able to run the football out in three consecutive plays. Mm. Mind you, you don't want to take a 15-yard penalty in that situation. But again... You can't beat the boogeyman if you're an AFC quarterback. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, 
beat that guy because what's the pillar of the Chiefs? You got Patrick Mahomes, you got the best coach in the NFL, and you got the guy dating the superstar singer who continues to be open all the time and has 11 catches for over 100 yards and was unstoppable again for the Chiefs. It's just he's the boogeyman of the AFC, and they can't beat this guy. So there goes that narrative of, oh, he can't get it done on the road, only the Super Bowl. He goes into two places and beats them outright. And the offense hasn't been good this year. And the defense has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. But again, he's the boogeyman. And I expect them to win the Super Bowl because of the next game we're going to talk about. He kind of sounds like the boogeyman should, right? He sounds like Kermit the Frog. But again, they are... And we got so much to talk about the Taylor Swift stuff, too. What What do you mean the Taylor Swift stuff? I don't have any Taylor Swift. I have stuff to talk about later on about Taylor Swift. Oh, good. Lions and 49ers. This is nuts. And I get it. What a start for the Lions. A 42-yard rush for Jamison Williams. Four plays into the game. Then later in the quarter, David Montgomery punched it in from a yard out. So the Lions led 14-0 after the first. The Niners missing a 48-yard field goal in between scoring drives for the Lions. Niners did answer with a McCaffrey short touchdown to start quarter number two. 14-7 after that. Purdy picked off on the next drive. Lions did turn that into a touchdown. Jameer Gibbs scoring on a toss play from 15 yards out. Should have counted it as a catch and a run because then my prop would have hit. But that's fine. We don't have to get into that. It's whatever. Forced a three and out after that. Kicked a field goal. They led 24-7 at the half. Dan Campbell kicking a field goal instead of going for it on fourth and goal from the Niners' three-yard line. You love to see it from the aggressive head coach. Also something to maybe remember for later. The Niners got the ball. They kicked a long field goal, so they were down by 14 to start the second half. Lions get the ball into Niners' territory. Fourth and two from the San Fran twenty-eight. They go for it instead of the 45-yard field goal try, and they don't get it. I've made a huge mistake. Mm. Niners got injury and energy from that. It's crazy. It's like they knew that eventually they would have an, a- an op- opportunity, and then when it arose, they would need to act on it. And when it did, they were able to. So weird. Five-play drive, only a minute 41 off the clock. Ayuk caught a four- 51-yard pass to get them into the red zone. And then moments after that. McCaffrey runs around Purdy, pressured Purdy, throws. Caught by Brandon Ayuk. Touchdown! San Francisco. Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk is on fire. He's going to go ahead and. Ayuk, Ayuk, go, Ayuk. He's going to go ahead and clip that one second here. Ayuk, yeah, we'll start Ayuk. there. Ayuk is on fire! Yeah, okay. We'll just go ahead, save that right on. Yeah, nice grab, though. Yeah, Lynn Swan vibes, Super Bowl Ten. Look at you. <laughs> That's a hell? good hole. <laughs> he was good on Monday Night Football. Incredible, back dude. <laughs> Lynn Swan. Hell yeah. yeah. Swanee. <laughs> Next play, Jameer Gibbs fumbled and set the Niners up in the red zone. Four plays and 207 later, they get the touchdown. 356 of game clock, and this game was tied. Then the Niners kicked a field goal. They led by three points. Couple of chunk plays for the Lions into Niners territory, but they stall. Dan Campbell chooses to go for it again on fourth and three at the San Fran 30. <sighs> they don't get it. You've got 20. Hit me. Peter, don't. Hit me. 21. <laughs> Hit me. Peter. Hit me. That's 30. Hit me. Mm. That's Dan Campbell. Instead of a 47-yard try. <laughs> Badgley, 9 from 11 from distances between 40 and 49 over his two years yep. with the Lions. He'd only attempted one field goal over 40 yards this entire season. Lions don't get a stop. Elijah Mitchell touchdown and McCaffrey's all banged up. Niners led 34-24 with 4.30 left. Uh, That would pretty much be it. The Lions would get one more touchdown, but they run out of time. They lose. 
34 to what 30, is it? 31. 31. Lose okay. by three. If you want how to mismanage a team that should have won a football game, you should watch this Lions game last night. If you're a Detroit fan, all the suffering you've had through all these years, poor Eminem flipping the double birds to the Niners fans in the box yesterday. Yeah. He should be sick because, as the, as the great Jerry Glanville says, this is the NFL. It's not for long. Oh, Detroit will be back. I don't know if they'll ever be back, Patrick. It's really no, hard to get to the Super Bowl. You yeah. just never know. You never they know. blew that chance yesterday. They were the better team. And for the fact that, oh, well, that's Dan Campbell's mantra. He's a guy who goes for it all the time. Then why the hell did you kick a field goal on the three because before halftime? Yeah. Because the time was about to end. It it's was pretty obvious. Down. What do you mean it's obvious? He was out of time. Well, and he said it was zone. three yards. take a shot at the end zone to score a touchdown. If you're not going to do that, then why not kick a field goal to tie the game? Like, you can't have it both ways. You can't be this uber-aggressive guy and then not try to score from the three from the San Francisco three to go up 21 at the half and win that game. And why the hell did they run the football on third down with three timeouts, sealing their fate when they have to get an onside kick that never gets recovered in the NFL? Mm -hmm. Whose call was it to run the football at the end of the game? Well, that's where the head coach has to step (laughs) in and go, hey, make sure we don't run the ball here, throw it in the end zone because we need to save the timeout to have any chance of getting the ball back and winning this football game. If you're a Lions fan this morning, you should be absolutely sick to your stomach because mm-hmm. they all played the Niners. And what did they do in the second half? They were running the ball really well. All of a sudden, they decided, you know, we're not going to do that. We're going to throw the ball a little and more here because we're uber aggressive. Goff they missed a wide open guy on the second and again, fourth down. And Josh Reynolds, yeah, does he have to make those catches? He yeah. absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Did they get lucky on that interception they, or the, the interception that should have been and IU caught in the yeah. end zone? That's just bad luck. But they mismanaged that game last night. Mm-hmm. And you can't have it both ways. Either you're all in or you're not. So why kick the field goal at the going into the half? Mm-hmm. We've got to put points up on the board. Then why not tie the game from 47 yards out? It's not like the conditions were bad. No, it was perfect. He blew that game for them yesterday. Yeah. Oh, but but at least he's stuck to his guns, and you have that to hang your hat on. Who the hell knows if the Lions will ever get back to this spot? Yep. They should be in the Super Bowl this morning. They should be there. Yep. And if it wasn't for, again, credit Brock Purdy, using his legs in the second half, sparking that offense. The but they should have lost Jennings. to the Packers. Yep. They should have lost to the Lions. I'd be I sick if you're a Detroit really fan this morning. Converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know, and it's easy hindsight and I get it, you know, um, I get that, but I don't regret those decisions and that's hard. Mm. So they've done it most of the year. And I think that's one of the reasons why they were here. So like, you win a lot of games making some of those decisions, and then you make some decisions and you lose them. I mean, I don't think it always comes down to that. There's lots of plays that happen in the game, but I mean, that's the decision that we all have to make. And it doesn't surprise me because he's made a lot of those decisions throughout the year that have won them a lot of games also. Uh, we're we're going to talk to Charles Davis later on about both of these games and look ahead to the Super Bowl. But did I ask Ross or Charles? I think it was like middle of the season. I go, is Dan Campbell's decision making going to bite them in the ass down the road? Ross. Yeah, it was Ross. And it did yesterday. It totally did. Did the moment get to him? Maybe. Was it too much? Maybe. But again, 
I'd be I'd be super heartbroken if I'm a Lions fan this morning because they they outplayed the San Francisco 49ers. True, but I think you also have to really accept the fact that what you've come from over the last three years under Dan Campbell has been monumental. No, no one expected him to be here. No question. Of all Rose. the coaches, Absolutely. we all looked at him and said, "This guy isn't the master tactician." Oh, this were laughing is laughing at him. This is the guy that gets you to run through a wall. Absolutely. You don't get there without his aggressive play calling, and frankly. Probably going to learn something from this. Y- you hope so. Probably going to. Because, listen, he and he talked about it. There's clips going around. He talked to the team after, and he said, listen, we might not get back here. We might not. And he's right. It's hard to do. Yep. But I also think this is a Detroit team that can improve. They got some young players that are just going to keep getting better. Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, their offensive line. Their offensive line is best in the league. Their offensive line is full of monsters. Sure, I hope so. Their defense is going to keep getting better. But when you look around their division, division. Packers going to get better. Bears going to get better. The Vikings are a wild card. But again, it's hard to get there, man. We don't know if the Bears are going to get better. They might go Caleb Williams, and I think that could be a disaster. Very well. Lots to discuss with Charles straight ahead. Pro Bowl next weekend, Super Bowl February 11th in Vegas. It's a rematch from four years ago. On Kansas City's 106.5 FM. I thought that was going to be a final call. That's just some ESPN thing. Hey, Darren Ravel tweeted that Taylor Swift performs in Japan the night before the Super Bowl. It'll end around 10 o'clock Tokyo time. That's 5 a.m. in Vegas. The flight from Tokyo to Vegas takes 12 hours. That means that Swift can arrive at 5 o'clock local on the day before the Super Bowl. That's 25 hours and 35 minutes before kickoff. She's there. That's going to be... Is it going to be the highest rated Super Bowl of all time because it, of her? It has a good chance. It might be. I can't wait till we talk about the Taylor Swift props, uh, too. I, she saw like the NFL in like estimated generated revenue from the money that Taylor Swift with the eyes, the more tickets, around $331 million they've made in four months. Jump change. Yeah. For Taylor, at least. She finds that at her couch. Hey, um, I don't know if you guys watch SNL, but uh, this past week actually had a pretty decent episode. Their cold open was, uh, it was an NFL open. It had uh, guys being Tony Romo and Nance and the whole thing. Um, Thought they brought up a pretty good point near the end. You know, I I just realized something. After today, we may not have football, but we still have each other. To quote Fast and Furious 3 through 7, it's about family. And not counting my wife and three kids, you guys are the only family I got. That's it. <laughs> One game left. Be professional. Keep fighting. Keep going for the next one. But until when? For how long? There's so from many, the NBA. So many good stuff from that presser. Oh, I know. I have like 12 clips from it. <laughs> Raptors took on the Hawks. GVP, what'd you see? Uh, Raps keep it close despite not having Barrett quickly or Yakup Pirtle. But uh, last second put back for the Hawks. Give them the edge in this one. Raps lose 126-125. The final. Scotty Barnes and Jordan Nwora both had uh, 24 in the game to lead the Raps in scoring. Raps have now lost five in a row and 10 of their last 12. Uh, they'll look to snap the skid tomorrow when they play the Bulls. Six o'clock tip-off on Sportsnet 1. Maybe they do get in the lottery. Grady Dick had 15 points, five boards, and three assists, and Nora was 24-9-6. and six. Pretty good. They couldn't stop anything in the paint in that game. Mm. They, they really needed some rim protection there. Having Pertolo was terrible. They shot like 50% from three. They've they lost, still couldn't what, win it. 10 of their last 11 now? Yeah. Mm. Not good. You see the mascot catch the bat? Yeah. No, that, that had to be staged. Yeah, with Manu Ginobili in the crowd. No, no Did they do this on, on purpose? Coyote. Come on, they had the coyote ready in the There's, Batman yeah, house costume. That's always bad. <laughs> that is a great point. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. That was the best. 
they got the music ready. The the, the coyote is in costume. Oh my goodness! Got him! <laughs> got him! <laughs> oh man! Incredible! Jeremy Sohan he running just, over there. Jeremy just, Sohan's running over there to go see the dead bat. He just moved up the mascot rankings <laughs> with this incredible feat. Pretty impressive. Also, Lucas scored 73, fourth most in the NBA game. Anything else from the association this weekend, lads? That Luka uh, game was almost a triple-double, too. Yeah, that's a nuts performance from Luka. Uh, that Lakers and uh, Warriors game Saturday night was super fun. LeBron is the greatest. That, <laughs> oh, we can't have – why do you, why you drop that bomb right before we got to go to the break? <laughs> Sorry. How dare you? It's the Farmers Open Insurance at Torrey Pines. Matthew Pivon, the French. Yeah. Became the first player from France to win on tour. Uh, dart out of the rough from 147 yards allowed him to win it after 18, a nine-foot putt. Avoided a playoff. He's got a tattoo on his hand. It reads, the saliva that flows now will become the tears of joy tomorrow. It's gross. Yeah, it's pretty weird. He explained it, kind of. It says the saliva that flows now will become the tear of joys tomorrow. So it's a sentence from Harvard. Um, uh, I wanted to get a tattoo one day. I was home and then and then I just decided to, to, to write down a quote. Uh, it's really a meaningful uh, sentence for me. And uh, this is why uh, I work hard every day to get those tears back when I uh, lift a trophy. It's from Harvard. Okay. I, think oh, I don't know where from Harvard, but okay. it's fine. Probably loses in translation a little bit. Hmm. First, uh, but it, we... no, it, it's not a French. I know, but it's... he he probably thinks it means a lot more. Than, I don't think it's as profound <laughs> as he thinks it is. Anyway, go ahead. How'd those Aussie Open end? Oh, let's do it. Uh, Arena Sabalenka beat China's Zhen uh, in straight sets, 6-3, 6-2, early Saturday, early Saturday morning? Yeah, early Saturday morning. Uh, fifth woman ever to win uh, the title without dropping a set. And then uh, the men's final was an absolute cracker. Between Danil Medvedev and Yannick Sinner. Sinner was down two sets to love to wow. the Russian. Stormback won the next three, 6 4, 6 4, 6 3, to capture his first major. Does that make it any better knowing he beat Jokovic and he eventually won? No. Oh, that's too bad. All right. Uh, Wranglers had a couple games down in San Jose. They got shut up 3 nothing on Friday, but Peltier and Rooney both made their season debuts. Uh, they both rested on Saturday. Uh, natural as they work back. Wranglers played well. They beat uh, the Netminder multiple times in this one. 3-2 the final score. Next game for them is Wednesday in Coachella Valley. The Hitmen concluded an outstanding January with a solid weekend. An 8-0 wallop of Brandon Friday. Then they followed that up with a 4-3 overtime loss to the Pats yesterday. It was Nickelodeon Day. Oh. Almost 8,000 fans on hand to check out the Paw Patrol themed jerseys the Hitmen were wearing. Did anybody get slimed? N- uh, no. Oh, okay. uh, probably a missed opportunity there. Yeah, probably. Uh, Elevate Auctions is where you can buy the Paw Patrol themed game worn jerseys or bid on the themed jerseys. And uh, proceeds go towards a couple of children's. Uh, foundations, oh, nice. the Alberta Children's Hospital here in Southern Alberta. So uh, something to check out, elevateauctions.com slash Paw Patrol. And a flurry of stamp signings from over the weekend. They signed running backs Peyton Logan and Diedrich Mills. No Kadeem Carey. He's the only free agent, it seems like. Might be headed to free agency. Ooh. That's coming up in, what, two weeks, I believe? February 13th? February 13th, yeah. Uh, linebacker Darius Williams, an outstanding special teamer, also re-signed defensive back Nick Stats. Also... Another sad note for the Stamps, uh, very difficult for the alumni and the team lately, but uh, Kelly Malveaux passed away at the age of 47. What? Wow. A winner of the Grey Cup in 2001. He played three of his 10 CFL seasons in Calgary. 
Uh, no idea. I love yeah. Kelly Malvo. Yeah, that Former one uh, sent out over the weekend. So uh, that's been a few lately. Uh, uh, the Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. will gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, the Solution Snake is in studio. Brent Craw next. Big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The Fan.